Hello and welcome to Fear the Walking Dead podcast. I'm Chub Toad, your host. This is episode 237 of our lovely little podcast. And with me tonight uh, are the co-host, Mr. Russ L. How you doing, Russ? I'm good. Good. All right. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Mr. Pasta himself, Daryl Taylor. Hello, everybody. Good night and God bless. <laughs> what the hell? So, uh, this uh, this week's episode was uh, episode season four, episode 12, called Week. I never quite understood how the title fit into this episode, but unless it has to do with Al being sick, is that what it was? Uh, um... I maybe sure. I, I would go with that. I don't know. Usually, you can tie the name of the episode into something specific in the episode, but I just I couldn't really this time. So, um, before we jump into a recap, what did you guys think? I was, uh, it, was, it was good. I mean, I I, yeah. I think it. You know, just it. Yeah. This this half of the season is continuing to to roll right along. Um, I, I thought, given that this is the first episode of television that Coleman Domingo directed, I thought he did a pretty bang up job. Yeah, yeah. Daryl. Yeah, it seemed to be going a lot. I like it. Nothing really major happened in this one. I mean, we got a little bit with uh, with uh, what's her name, Charlie. Yeah. We get a little bit into her little uh, psychosis. Everyone has their little thing. This is her psychosis a little bit. Uh, with that truck, you take away her crutch. Charlie? Oh, You're talking about I mean, Al. Al. Okay, Al. I was like, I'm Charlie sorry. wasn't uh, in this episode. Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, Al, I mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Yeah. they took away her uh, Al's crutch that she's been kind of lean and heavy on. Um, yeah. And and so that kind of shakes up her thing. I mean, she just this was her comfort, you know. This was her comfort to blanket in this world, right? Um, so having to deal with that, and and also, uh, you know, you got a little bit more with this with, uh, with everything else that's been going on. I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. I don't know what it. There wasn't a reason it wasn't mine. It wasn't like one of the one of the previous episodes where I just like really been really into it. I don't have a reason. It was no. It wasn't a good reason. I you know I liked the show. I liked those actors. I you know there wasn't anything wrong with the episode. It just I don't know. Just wasn't. Um, it was middle just of didn't the have that same vibe for me that the yeah. previous ones did. Maybe it was a little weaker for me. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't, and I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, on on first pass, um, on my first watch. Now I was also working on payroll at the time, so <laughs> for my job. Um, so it's obvious I needed to pay attention closer. Um, because I felt that the episode was disjointed, and I just I didn't really like it so much. There was some good dialogue, some decent scenes, but I don't know, just didn't do it for me. But um. I watched Talking Dead, um, mm -hmm. 
but didn't really pay that close attention to that either. But um, I did pay attention while uh, Coleman was talking about all the stuff he did when directing and everything else. Um, that was interesting. But then they play that uh, the encore of it after the Talking Dead. And normally I don't watch that, but I decided, you know, I'm done with payroll. I'm going to go ahead and watch it again. And I'm glad I did because I ended up really enjoying the episode. There were just little intricacies that I missed the first time that kind of joined the the, the story together. Um, you know, I was really upset with, uh, with Al and her decision-making throughout this whole thing. But it's like you said, Daryl, it was her crutch. Um, you know, and it made more sense when she tried to sell the whole, you know, well, those are my videotapes. Those are people I know, you know, that is, is this to me, um, you know, and I was kind of buying that. And I think there is some truth in that, but what it boils right down to, she just wants that damn truck. So yeah, it's that, their home. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much been her home, yeah. uh, for probably who knows how long she's, uh, she's had that truck. Well, and like she said, telling mm. other people's stories is her story. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's her thing is, is right. it's not, you know, and we could, they kind of alluded to the fact that there are people, either family or loved ones or people she got extremely close to before she came across everybody else that are on those tapes as well. Right. Um, which I'm, I'm guessing at some point this half season or maybe next season, we'll, we'll get some more on that. Um, yeah, because there's but, but, that one box of tapes. I forget what it said, like Lagoon or something like that. But whatever it was, I'm very curious as to why those in particular are special to her. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Or was it the pit? I don't know, something like that. But anyway. Yeah, I can't remember what, what it was. Um, and my question uh, that I was thinking about while you were saying that, Russ, is... You know, what is it, two and a half, three years, three and a half years into the zombie apocalypse and all of that stuff? So she's been doing this for a few years. When is she, she going to start editing a piece together? That's what I want. <laughs> I want to see some, well, see some daily well, I think it's, something. <laughs> I think it's longer than that because the, yeah, this show. Yeah, be longer. Yeah, this show jumped to catch up to the, to the main show. Right, so right. It's at oh, least yeah. probably six or seven years at this point. Yeah, it's hard to determine time in in that universe, but um, but I'm just thinking, you know, I'd like to see like, what is she putting together, or I think that there's just more to the story that we just don't know yet. But we'll get there. Hopefully, this season. If not, then we'll have to wait. But you know, we can be patient. So let's jump into the episode. So this episode begins with June watching John giving his story to Al, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, she smiles when he says he knows he'll find her. Um, mm. You know, and you I, you could also tell, even though she was smiling, that that kind of hit her in the gut a little bit. She leaves the truck, goes outside, and it's a mess. Everything's in a ruin after the storm. Um, you hear walkers all around. Um, she's checking the radio signal, and there's nothing on there. It's pure silence. So um, she says she should have never left John at the bus. So, and that she watched his tape and says she knows he believed he'd find her. So, you know, it's obvious June's confidence has been rocked at this point. Um, I just, I, 
I, I'm curious, as, did we see them leave the bus? Did we see her leave the bus? Because I don't remember that. And Yeah, because yeah, mm -hmm. they were going to check out. They had to go further upstream to find out what the problem was. And so her and Al went together. Oh, because they had a moment okay. where she's remember she said I'll be that's back right. and yep. don't worry yep. and because my whole thing was just like why did she leave him, but I forgot about that so yeah okay. yeah he want yeah she, um, yeah and that was the whole thing. I, I think it just the big thing the big takeaway with June now is that she's she's making the turn like yeah we've seen her right this season you know come in and be flaky and leave and come back and screw over people she's been close to and i think now she's finally hit that point where she realizes that she has something good that this man actually not only just cares about her but is is convinced that they will be together like in no yeah. hesitation when he he's like no i i knew i would find her i had no uh. no question in my mind and i think that really that really struck her because that's not something she's she's it, she hasn't had it in a very long time, at at minimum, um, and but possibly ever, uh, at uh, you know, as far as we know. So I thought it was. I thought this was a big, if nothing else, I think this is just a big character uh, moment for right. for June. Oh, most definitely. I, her whole thing of of her her natural state is to is to bounce, right? Her natural state is to always look for an exit. So, yeah. and not have any roots right not have anyone holding on to her not she doesn't hold on to anyone else so she's ready to go at a moment's notice now uh she has a connection um and to I, and i can understand it because in this world that you know like when it's so easy like death is just so around the corner um in this new world i mean we've always had it i mean you always know we're gonna die but we are. For it to be so prevalent uh, in this world where danger comes from every corner. You just don't know. She's just been in a, a fight or flight kind of situation. And now, um, you know, and flight is usually her, her uh, thing. But now it's it's different. Now she's had to kind of um, make, make a conscious effort to not always think about leaving or running out that door or running away or trying to get away so now her thinking about other people um she wants to believe i mean she wants to hold on to that like like having a civilization thinking about others trying to to do the right thing not not being like uh you know like a wounded animal always reacting right um but in but it's hard too because in this world you get put in these situations like she you know he went through the a lot of terrible things and he still held on to his love for her and and believed that he would find her um so she's trying to do the same thing for him but it ain't as easy for him for her as it is for him to do that to believe so it's it's a fight for her Right, uh, doing that, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it in this. She's struggling, but she wants to keep it. She's holding on to him. Well, and I mean, she thinks John knows who she is. That when things are bad, she's gonna run. So, and things aren't going well. So that would have been the kind of time where she would leave. So, I mean, like you were saying, it's basically she cannot fathom how he was unable to give up hope, um, which speaks a lot to her character. So, 
it's almost like he he saw something she didn't even see and now she wants to live up to that image that he sees yep you know that's that happens sometimes you know there's someone who has more confidence in you than you do at that particular time and that's what you hold on to 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 get you through with that whatever the situation is that you need to get through well, and it's interesting too because he's he's a lot different than than most people in the zombie apocalypse in that he had kind of not given up on life but had already hit his rock bottom before the apocalypse happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he went to a really dark place after dealing with that shooting that happened and all that stuff. And uh, you know, so for him to, you know, have already been in that dark of a place then the zombie apocalypse starts and now he's in his cabin and in the middle of dead walking everywhere and just the world's gone to hell um he finds this person and i mean they were together for a significant amount of time but it still was pretty brief in the grand scheme of things and he was able to in her find hope and you know that speaks a lot to his character as well so um it's a very interesting dynamic the the two of them have in their ways of thinking and and basically how she misunderstands him like almost like she can't believe that there is somebody this good in this world um but i think she's starting to turn around on that um so then al walks up on some cans uh there's no diesel so they'll have to so they can't recharge batteries the van's stuck um, at the crossroads and they're stuck inside waiting. So days are passing. There's no sign of anybody out there. They're out of water. Um, so they're going to have to leave the truck. Um, but right then the radio cracks. Um, we know it's Morgan, but they don't know it. it's too much static. They can't really make out what the, what's being said. Um, so, uh, then we cut to you know there's scenery there's torn apart um the storm is gone you know the swat truck sits there but then there's a walker stuck to the grill of the semi as we cut over to there and sarah's pulling over and says it's a clean hit and wendell doesn't agree um i also thought it was interesting that she calls them skin munchers that's a that's an interesting term yeah. So, um, but well, it, for a moment, I was like, "Is it, are we going to Mad Max apocalypse now?" With the, on the front of the truck, I don't know. It was cool. But she makes a point of saying, uh, "Like, oh, rem- something about their dad." Yeah, their dad so, hit a seagull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, now granted, they're not not twins, but but obviously they they, they truly are brother and sister. Uh, which I thought was cool because I think like after the last episode that was we just assumed it was like a joke, right? I mean, they could have been right. foster kids yeah. or adopted or right. Whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, right. the lineage isn't isn't is is important, but I just I just thought they were literally joking with, with each other. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. I, I kind of like the fact that they they truly are like siblings. You know that they grew up together. Uh, I, I think that that's going to make. Those two even more interesting as the, as the show goes on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in the end, Wendell Wendell still gives her half a point. So, <laughs> uh, Morgan's at mile marker twenty seven, heading west. Um, so June wants to head to higher ground to get a better signal. 
Al sees that June had basically killed the camera's battery watching John's tape. Um, and for a minute, I thought he, she was about to snap at her for it, but I'm glad she didn't. That would have just been weird. Um, but this is where Al starts. It's noticed that Al's not feeling well. Um, she tells uh, uh, June that, you know, uh, it's basically low blood sugar. So Nurse June says, let's get some fresh air. Um, so the, do, the do one you, thing, oh, go ahead. I, I'll say this because they were talking, they talked about Highway 365. There was Texas, which is a real highway. Yep. But then they talked about um, how, that sign. Didn't it say like 28 miles or 60 something miles or to Houston or something like that? I, I didn't. I didn't really pay attention. I need to, to go that. back and look because yeah, I didn't. I was like, uh, it's not that close to Houston. Not <laughs> like, to mention, I mean, where they were, like at that baseball field and all that stuff, was way north of Houston. So, well, no, but I mean, like, but but this the, the sign on the ground when they said mile marker twenty seven on Highway three sixty five, it it was less than a hundred miles from Houston is what the is what is what that sign said. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, Beaumont is 90 miles away. And it, I don't know. It just, it, it, it seemed like the, the, it's a minor thing. But yeah. Just something for, for, that, for, you know, the rest of the world that doesn't live or hasn't lived in Texas, probably nobody knew or cared. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've caught a few things where I'm like, that wouldn't be like that in Texas, but okay. It's a story. <laughs> It, well, and it's weird too because if they were close and around somewhere near near Austin or even south, like it, how far away did, like I, I don't know, I, I'm 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 think I'm way overthinking this. I I agree, but just knowing like geographically kind of where they were and what they were doing before. Well, Morgan ended up in what Mississippi, Missouri, or something. And like that, that and that yeah, he was in Mississippi, and that's and that's I mean that's not a big deal. Um, because no, we know that that's that they... still a good day long trip to go from go, heading back to where they were, I would think. Right. Right. But I guess I, my, my thing is like, how did June and Al get so far from where they were? But again, yeah, I don't most know. people are, most people, it, it means absolutely nothing. It's just one of those things that just kind of makes me scratch my head a yeah. little bit. No, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Jim doesn't think they'll ever make it to Virginia if they keep leaving messages like this outside. Morgan tells Sarah that someone left him messages once, too. It didn't work, but he did it anyway. I'm trying to remember what he's referring to. Is he referring to the episode Clear? Or is he referring to the the peaceful no, guy think... that taught him how to use the bow staff? No, I think he just... Oh, about the about the the walkie-talkie not working. Well, no, it says he says. Remember, he says someone left him messages once too. I, I'm trying to figure uh, well, out with the what... radio. Yeah, yeah. I think he means Rick because remember Rick. Remember when the show first started? Every so often, Rick would yeah. end like he'd have the walkie-talkie, and he oh, he would try okay. and it, yeah. I was thinking that he was talking about physical messages, like writing them down. Because I'm like, what is he talking about? No, um, no, I think he just means the whole like yeah. that Rick kept trying to communicate with him over the radio. 
Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think that's what he that, meant. What, because so remember that he he did that up until the point they were in the prison, right? So like season three. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. Yeah, he never so gave it was up. It's always interesting it, that he kept that. He had no choice. Yeah, yeah. And he left. He left clues for them to find too. Yeah. Remember, he kept leaving uh, little little clues for him to, and he would never have found them if it wasn't for those clues he left. Right. Yeah. The trail, like whatever he breadcrumbs, he, he left little breadcrumbs for for him to find. So June still can't get the signal, um, and now Al is basically falling apart because it's been a while since she has gone so long without eating. Um, there's a truck up ahead with a walker inside, and June kills it. Um, then they then they drive off along the road to find higher ground. Um, June apologizes for using the battery up in the camera. Um, and this point, this kind of made me feel better because Al basically shows understanding, you know, and it says it's like talking to him even when he's not there. Um, so this is where June asks Al if she ever had somebody. Um, and Al has been working so hard since before the world fell apart that she never had time. So, and then June tries the radio again. Um, I, I thought this was the first watch through this didn't really, I didn't really pick this up, but the second watch through it just, I mean, this was a good, a good dialogue, good scene. Um, I'm assuming that Al is sick because of the water in the take a penny, leave a penny boxes. I think, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, no, we don't know I, that at this point, but later in the episode, it makes me think she must have drank some of the water from one of those boxes. Right, but I think they're ahead of that. I, I think the water right. they were drinking is probably fine because they were yeah. ahead. Oh. They're ahead of her. She's behind them. I just think she didn't have any food for a long time. And just she's got, not, sick. I mean, it yeah. not exactly. I don't think she'd been eating like a lot of well balanced meals. Uh, on their travel, so not eating, uh, you know, being in the storm and all that. I mean, that's, I, you know. I I kept thinking that there was more to the story. Like, she had some sort of chronic illness or right. that I she wasn't so telling too, them yeah. about or something, um, or that she was sick, especially when, at the, at the time, when she said something about the antibiotics being in the in the SWAT truck. I, I just like insulin had, or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of one of the issues I had with the episode was her sickness and then mir miraculous recovery with taking one uh, augmentin. Yeah, that was, was almost, I, I had a problem with that too. It's like, yeah. obviously she would feel a little bit better about an hour or so after taking that, but not like, I mean, she's like fully recovered, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's TV little... and movie recovery, right. which is always fast. It's always as fast or as slow yes, as the as script needed. needs it to be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm trying to, think. I'm looking here. Yeah. Okay. Um, just checking my notes. All right. Uh, so the, the mysterious woman that we saw at the end of last episode, um, she hears the radio and tells the Walker, I think his name was Purvis. That's what I wrote down anyway, <laughs> that he was weak. I don't know what in the heck she's talking about. This woman is obviously not all there. <laughs> um, uh, no, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> um, 
so Morgan leaves another box, and that's when he hears June's message over the radio. So Morgan wants to go to higher ground, so he leaves everyone behind as he walks off to find the signal. Um, June's repeating the message, and at this point is when Al throws up. Um, so obviously it's more than low blood sugar going on. Um, and that's when Al's SWAT van drives past them. Um, and Al immediately just goes off in pursuit. Um, at one point, I think it was a refrigerator in the road. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It looked like, like a broken up refrigerator. But the SWAT van swerves out of the way. But um, there's not enough time for Al to do that. But So she has to take a hard swerve. And when she does, it blows out a tire. Um, which from the angle they were at, I was surprised the truck didn't start flipping. <laughs> well, that's what I thought it would get to. Too. Yeah. Um, Cause then we could have another cool scene like back in season two or three of the walking dead when Lori had that car crash and the zombie was skinning itself coming through the hole in the windshield. That was awesome. Um, but anyway, so, uh, Morgan walks along the road. Um, there's a woman going through one of the boxes. He says that what's written on the box is the truth and she can have what she needs. Um, he knows how to, you know, he told her, I know how tough it is. The boxes that help me. Um, she looks at him holding a beer. So, you know, at that point I'm like, okay, she knows something else is going on with these boxes. Cause she wasn't leaving beer in them. Um, she said, she tells him that she's not weak. She doesn't need Morgan's help. He plans to continue on his way and leave her. I kind of got the sense that Morgan was reading the situation as there's something way more dangerous at play here, and I just want to get away from it. Um, she watches him go, um, and she agrees that things are tough and he should be careful. Um, and then he just keeps walking. And this is the point where we see the woman filling the bottle of water with something. Some, I, I I mean, this looks like pond scum water to me. I don't know. At first, I was thinking, is she infecting people with the walker virus or whatever through the water? But then I remember from Dr. Jennings in the first season of Walking Dead, we all have the virus. So Exactly. So it then I'm like, hour. that's when I started thinking, maybe that's why Al's sick. She drank this water and maybe it's just got, you know, like, you know, plague in it or something. I don't know. Um, but... You know, what are your thoughts on this woman? Any ideas? I don't know yet. Like, I, I don't have enough uh, to go by with her. I, all I know we know right now is she does not see the walkers as something to be scared of. Oh, no. Um, Which makes she, me scared of her. Right. She she sees walkers as uh, as as tools and and they're like almost pets to be uh used in different ways and she talks to them and so i don't i don't know i don't i don't know i don't i don't know well we know she has no qualms about killing somebody with right. those things so that's we know she's dangerous that way but i don't i don't yeah other than that i don't i don't know with her but her thing is like why she wants to follow these people. See, I'm, I'm wondering if they're they're shipping together Walking Dead and the Star Trek universes, and basically we've gone into a mirror universe, and this is if Michonne hadn't been found by by Andrea, and um, 
in this mirror universe, she's lost her mind and, you know, in no longer carrying the two pets, she just kills a fresh one every so often to take as a pet. You know, it's a far-fetched, you know, theory, but I like it. (laughs) Never know. Never know. Yeah. Um, She's weird. That's all we can say. Um, Very much so. and, And frightening. Yes. So Al is asleep in the truck, but June wants her to keep talking. Um, she is asking about the van. Al doesn't want to share the story, but June persists. Um, that's when they hear guns being fired in the distance, and Al says that we have to go get on foot. That's my weapons. Um, she begs her to go. Um, June relents, gives her the radio, and Al gives her some encouraging words. Um, and when we find out later what no, we'll get to it. It's just what it's kind of a dick move. Um, so June's follows the road until she finds an overturned bus. Um, you can hear walkers inside, and and on the other side of the bus is her is the SWAT van, um, and it's empty. June's looking around the area. Uh, the bus has some very old walkers in it, so that bus has probably been there a while. Um, before she can do anything, though, the, a man walks up behind her, puts a gun to her head. Um, she tries to, you know, say that she needs to get medicine, but he won't have any of it. He's just not listening to her. Um, and he, he forces her to her knees. Um, she's telling him he doesn't have to do this. Um, he's asking about her friend knowing the medicine was meant for someone else. Plus, I wonder if he was listening in on the radios as well. I don't know. Yeah, they, they make a point of that. Because at the end, she says, I know you were listening before. That's right. Yep. So so that's why she reaches out to him. So, yeah, he, was, he, he absolutely was listening in. So, but, I mean, she's basically like, we don't have to do it this way. We can maybe help each other. Um, but he says he's protecting the people he cares about. And it's... nothing else matters beyond that um but i don't know it just seems like he's by himself so i don't know if that was the truth or well uh i also think it was more so that she could hear that like that was her at one time right she he he was doing something he didn't have to do he didn't have to hold that weapon on her he didn't have to capture but he used the excuse it's for my people it's it's you know i'm I'm doing this uh, uh, to help my people. That's that's you know that that kind of selfishness uh, that was going on. Uh, she kind of she you know she saw some of her acts, a lot of her actions that she's been trying to get away from uh, and atone for. Um, yeah. She's looking dead at it, and this is you know, and she could have went down that road again. Yeah, this is definitely an eye-opening episode for June. Um, so, uh, you know, he's telling her, hey, I'll just be the person that held a gun to your head, you know, basically saying in this world now everybody holds grudges, it's not safe out here, you deal with your people, and that's it. Um, but at one point, June's able to kind of turn it around on him they fight june kicks him in the groin gets his guns away and it was very interesting on the talking dead where uh where jenna elfman was talking about that they had a target for her and she kept missing it and hitting him in the junk for real so, 
Oh, yeah, poor, wow. Poor dude. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, she gets the upper hand, um, and, and she ends up over at the van trying to start it, but it's dead. He'd been looking for diesel as well. In the bus, um, there wasn't any. Um, so she gets him inside the van and demands to know where the supplies are. The medicine's gone. Um, what was it? Syntex? Is that what she was saying? Cipro. Cipro. Um, and uh, she tells him, go, reminds him that she gave him a choice. Um, and then he goes outside. She locks the van and then starts just ransacking the place looking for this medicine. Um, she finds in a locked trunk another radio calls out to Al to ask where it is, and Al, Al can't even barely get to the radio. She's falling over trying to walk. Um, a walker and Al... A walker hears her. Now, Al ends up struggling to fight it off, but I thought it was such a cool scene before the walker got to her when its foot gets stuck in the mud and then it actually disconnects at the knee <laughs> and then just falls forward. I thought that was awesome. Um... But she's fighting with the walker, and uh, um, I lost my notes. Here we go. Uh, so June's calling, still saying, I can't find the medicine. Um, Al misses the walker's head with her little knife, um, but ends up killing it by basically shoving its head underneath where the wheel was that they were trying to fix and uh, hitting the jack. And it, I mean, it was a nice little kerplunk splash of Walker blood everywhere. Um, definitely the zombie kill of the week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With the knife um, I, I still think it would have taken less effort for her to just pull the tire iron out and smack him in the head with it. But yeah, I'm thinking the same way, yeah. but it, this is more dramatic. Yes. I don't know, yes. though. I've had a high fever before, and sometimes you just can't think straight. <laughs> so so I kind of get it. Um, let's see. So, um, she and, so Al thanks June for going after the van. Um, there was, it, you know, and it turns out that she was lying about the medicine just so June would go mm -hmm. save the van, which was kind of a dick move really when you think about it um you know again though it harks back to what you were saying daryl that van is her crutch she yeah. doesn't think she can survive without it so i kind of get it but at the same time i'm just surprised june didn't punch her because i'm just like oh she just risked her life almost killed somebody for nothing but a van you know so um and then uh, they did find medicine on the bus, Augmentum, Augmentum as uh, Russ was saying, which that is some miraculous drug, let me tell you. Um, makes you unsick in mere minutes. Um, but uh, June's asking why the, the SWAT van is so important to her. Um, and if the truth matters like Al says it does, she wants it. And that's at the point that Al confesses that the tapes are the only thing left of the people she once knew. Um, you know, and she points out, look at how much Madison's story helped Alicia. Um, the stories are her stories. They're the people she knew and loved, and she wouldn't let them be forgotten. And, you know, you can tell this kind of resonates with June. Um, 
but like we were saying earlier, I, I want to know more about these tapes because I think that there's some kind of bombshell something on those tapes that we just have no idea of yet. At least I'm hoping because, you know, it's starting to feel like Geraldo and Capone's vault. It's like something's going to pay off, something's going to pay off. And then I don't it know. I, it might not be anything. I mean, as far as I think what's been kind of cool about this show right now is that they don't all... Like, everything is not some big reveal. Like, the whole world is not on... It, it, it is not on their shoulders. Like, they're not fighting some huge entity, you know, some evil entity. It might be just dealing with this woman and also trying to survive, uh, you know, just survive the surroundings until they can all get back together again. I mean, it's just that the, the character-driven... Uh, stories have just been that good that I I wouldn't mind if that was just the case. You know, the most of what it was was just that it's just important stories. You know that uh, you know that that it was important to Al and 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 you know and probably by the others watching it, maybe they can get, find some kind of hope in those stories as well. Yeah. Um, I also wonder. I'm trying to remember. After Morgan came back and like permanently joined in Alexandria and all that, um, once he came back, didn't he mention something about you know him and his kid wandered and they ended up in Texas for a little while and that's when they got separated, and then his kid got killed or something. And he found him later as a walker. Mm, no, I don't remember. Uh, okay, so. no. I was thinking there was something because I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if on those tapes, Al? interviewed his son when they were separated i don't think they were no when his son died i don't remember them it being uh, yeah, that they I were can't, separated I mean, that was so I long re- ago i can't remember either but i, was I remember that, that they had he had gotten bit somehow and and that he watched him you know turn but i don't remember it being that he was separated I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna have to go back and look at that so and um, they've already done the big thing of uh, that you know, like they didn't know that they were meeting someone. You know that she didn't know that she had interviewed someone that meant something to, you know, someone else that she came across. Like they did that already. They did that with, with Al, <laughs> in the, in a different name. You know, so I don't know. I don't, I just can't see them. I they could, but I mean, I just don't see them doing that. Playing, trying to play that trope again, uh, so soon where they find a tape. You know, with. You know, somehow one of them came across this other person with this tape, and yeah. and, and it's a big reveal or whatever at the end. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to that kind of trope from Walking Dead. I'm expecting it. <laughs> um, so Morgan's climbing a water tower, and that was a cool shot. Um, so he's set on getting to high ground and he gets up there, he's radioing where he is um, and this time June and Al can actually hear the message, they hear that it's Morgan um, and based on where he was saying he was, they knew that he was about 50 miles away um, June's like we can make it, let's head, and Al's like no, I'm not leaving the, the, the SWAT van, um, again just cannot let go of that van um so she starts to head back to the van but june's driving away um al fires her gun into the air uh june stops and she decides to go with her which 
thank goodness that's because that's the smart move. Yeah, because for a second there, I thought that someone had shot at. Her. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, at June, and I was like, oh no, you know. And then, but I was glad it was just you know Al, kind of saying, uh, you kind of breaking away from her, you know, crutch and and saying it's worth more to be with the group, right? Than it is to hold on to the truck. So uh, Morgan's on the road and Wendell comes up to him and says uh, he doesn't think they're coming. Um, Morgan admits he might be right. Um, and later that night, they start to get into the truck. Jim hands Morgan a beer, but that's when Sarah spots headlights. Um, June and Al get out. They see Morgan. They're glad to see each other. Um, June's asking him about John, and he admits they're still looking for him. Um Al seems to like the new people, um, I guess. I, uh, Sarah gets a box, and June asks if they're the ones leaving the boxes. And um, Morgan says uh, they're trying to get the truck back to the driver. They're helping. Um, so June borrows the radio, and this is what you're talking about, Russ, and tells, you know, basically the person on the other end, uh, did we ever get his name? I don't think we did. Um, yeah, Arnold it's Quinn. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. We get it during this Quinn. scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically saying at mile marker 27, she's sorry for pushing him out. Um, so, and he's saying he found some diesel and, uh, you know, makes some jokes about Al leaving the SWAT van behind. Um, and he introduces himself as Quinn and uh, she offers to let them join up with him as the guy who helped, not the guy who held a gun to her head. It's, it's interesting too. Cause he, it, he, you wonder if Morgan's uh, like Morgan's presence is just like rubbing off on everybody because mm-hmm. she's starting to say like, there's a better way. People don't have to live this way. You know, it's right. all the stuff that Morgan kind of spouts spouts off about how, you know, they could build a better world and, you know, they don't have to just immediately think that everybody is is evil and, you know, going to put a bullet in your head and, you know, that that you can meet people and try and get along with them. So I, I think it's it's kind of interesting that they're they're trying to. And you know, we've kind of seen that with I, I guess Madison probably had that effect on her, too, because we right. we saw that she was kind of moving in that direction, which is, I think, what's right. what's pulled alicia around as well mm-hmm. and that might be what uh that might be what that woman is thinking is weak like by doing this that could be the in the yeah, uh, yeah the anti uh, uh you know they're they're i don't know they're 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 evil force it's almost like she's like the now that morgan is trying to gather uh people and and pass along this kind of hope sense of hope and community it's like this woman is all against that and when you do that you're weak you're something that's you know you you shouldn't do that you're you're trying to do something about the chaos and and she wants i think she wants to keep this chaos going i think this is a world that she feels comfortable in and and she doesn't want anything to change it maybe maybe that's her deal uh and that's what she means by uh you know yeah. Her weak claim to, to Quinn after she he's turned. She says you're not weak anymore. Yeah. So Morgan asks Al if she's okay. She tells him that she was sick. Um, 
he tells her she's still welcome to join the group. Um, she says she's the kind of person who stays with people once she stays. Um, and he likes that. Uh, and then she asks about the person who the truck belongs to. And he tells her what he knows as far as brother and sister, you know, took it from the guy and everything. And at this point, Al's wishing she had her camera. Um, never too far from her mind. At this point, Quinn radios and asks if uh, they were joking about mile marker 27. But when he looks closely at mile marker 27 where he's at, he sees it was mile marker 21 that's been altered to 27. Um, and that's when our mysterious woman unleashes her pet walker um, and takes the radio and smiling the whole way. Um, so this brought questions into my mind. So if he was at mile marker 21, he was only six miles away from them. Um, but two, he obviously was watching the mile markers because he's looking for mile marker 27. So did he not find it odd that he went past mile marker 18, mile marker 19, mile marker 20, and then all of a sudden he's at mile marker 27? Just saying. Well, he did make, he made a point of saying, yeah. although I just passed 20. And I mean, I, I, maybe you get tunnel vision on the road. Sometimes exactly. you think True, that you, you're not as far as you think you are, um, especially driving on the highway. You just mm -hmm. kind of. It's like, well, geez, has it been six minutes already? Like, especially at night, you know, they're probably don't keeping. They're probably not keeping track of time anyway. So, I, I mean, it seemed a little odd, but not, uh, not beyond the realm of possibility at all. Okay. You add the stress of the situation to it. I mean, True. that can, yeah, that can also pull on you and, and and play with your head. But it also makes oh, me yeah. question: When are people in this zombie apocalypse world going to learn? When something is hinky and something isn't right, stay in the damn vehicle. Yeah. Stay wow. in the car. Stay. Stop getting out. I mean, it's you're going to get killed. Uh, well, we've run out of story to watch if everybody's just sitting in the car the whole episode. True, but yeah. I'm just saying, though. It's like it, it never fails. Somebody gets out and then they end up being uh, skin munched. <laughs> Um, so later the woman lets her zombie pet Purvis go, um, saying he can keep on trucking. Um, she pushes him outside insight. She starts writing new messages on Quinn's face mm -hmm. and, um, which, which shows us she doesn't kill them per se. She, right. She, once she gets a new one, she sends the old one away. Yep. Like, she doesn't want them to not be out there. Like, that's another thing that might be a clue to her thing, too. Like, she might want them to be out there. Like, she might want more walkers to exist. You know, yeah. she wants more of that wild, that that kind of hostile environment. That's that's what she, she craves. So, to not kill them and then have them not only kill someone else, and then she takes that one and then lets the other go, you know... Uh, free to 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 continue their you know quest for brains or whatever right yeah so that brings us to the end of the episode um one, one of the things too with al when she was talking to morgan one of the things he made a point of is saying like hey this guy was part of a group and they were you know 
they had a journal. They were collecting notes. They set all this stuff up. They, you know, there there was something there, uh, almost to kind of pique Al's curiosity, and mm-hmm. then I think almost maybe to spark her to say, "Hey, you may not have your camera and your tapes, but you you could still tell people stories. Like you can do it other ways. You can you can document what's going on." Um, now, why I don't know why they didn't just take the truck over That's and go pick up the thinking, tapes. Yeah. <laughs> and just in the camera and throw it in the right. truck and move on without the truck. But right. uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just it just seemed odd to me that I mean, yeah, it wasn't the hard I, I think it's yeah. yeah, I think it's clear that they're they'll she's gonna get the truck back. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I would you know, think I've, so. There's a confrontation coming, so right. Yeah. Um, well, because Crazy Woman has it now, right? <clears throat> so so yeah, so um. Well, uh, before we get to our Buster ratings, Russ, why don't you uh, talk about our lovely sponsor? Yeah, this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. The new month is upon us, and any day now the new solicits will be up. Uh, so you could head to dcbservice.com and check out the the new – I don't – as we record this, they haven't been posted yet. Um, So definitely check that out. You still have a little bit of time to get your – August orders in if you're if you're a procrastinator like I tend to be I got uh, they in. will they will still take it um, but yeah those solicits uh, as you're listening to this should be any minute now uh, coming up and you'll be able to see what awesome deals they have coming for September which we will elaborate on uh, next week of course um, and then like like we mentioned instocktrades.com so if you want to catch up on The Walking Dead either in trade hardcover omnibus compendium whatever you're flavor du jour is uh, they have you taken care of over at instocktrades.com for all that back order stuff um, at significant discounts uh, in most cases you'll find the discounts at, at instock trades to be more than you'll find even on amazon uh, so and then anything over 50 dollars gets you free shipping um, so we thank them for their support dcbservice.com instocktrades.com so, Russ, anytime you've ordered from InStockTrades.com, have you ever ordered less than $50? No, no, I always make sure. Yeah. Because every time I'll be like, oh, the new Walking Dead trade's out, you know, and that's like nine bucks. And then I'm like, all right, now I got to spend 41 more dollars so I get free shipping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, usually, yeah, when you when you start looking, you, normally I'm going to order and it's going to be typically something in the 20 to $30, $40 range anyway. And then when you start looking at shipping, you know, it's like eight, you know, seven, eight bucks. And then you're like, well, for $11, I can just get another trade and put me yep. over the top and then I don't have to pay shipping at all. So it just seems, you know, for that $3 difference, you get a whole nother book. So it just seems silly to, yeah. to not order at least 50. Yep. I, I love their service and I love in stock trades. I get most of my trades that way. So, all right, so let's talk about our Toby ratings. Um, let's start with you, Daryl. Um, yeah, I didn't have any issues with it at all. Um, I I did enjoy it for the most part. There was I I don't I mean it just wasn't one I was excited about. I I felt better. I actually feel better about it talking about it than I did. Uh, um, after watching it, I I felt like it was something maybe lacking. But it actually actually talking about it, I don't think it was something lacking. I just it is a slow 
thing to get the pieces together, right? To get the band back together. So we're getting little pieces of each of the characters uh, uh, as it goes. So maybe that was my thing. I've been kind of, I was rushing it a little bit. But I, you know, I think I'm thinking on it now. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they don't rush it too much. I mean, because they don't, I don't, don't want the big threat of some big, you know, like another group uh, again as another group coming to that they have to go up against or whatever. Like we've seen it so many times. The Walker um, Whisperer seems cool too. So, yeah, yeah, having having the Walkers just be dangerous enough in this world as a and and also uh, you know dealing with people they might come across who don't mean uh mean well to you uh because they're desperate you know this is a desperate world now uh it's a fight for survival so i'll i will maintain the three and a half uh i mean three i mean three out of five i mean i'll maintain the three out of five that's what i've been giving it because it's it hasn't been like kick you in the throat so good like it's the greatest thing but it's been really good it's been really solid i i am not disappointed with this season at all um, I do like, uh, you know, Al learn a little bit more about her and and uh, uh, June and, and, you know, what she's trying to to do with her life and, and uh, better herself. I like it. And the creepiness of that lady, uh, it it is uh, it is still interesting to see what her deal is. I don't you know, like what is she going to do? Like, what does she mean for the group? What what is going to be her um, what is her thing like what is she why is she following them what is what is she going to do so yeah so uh, three out of five all right Russ I'll give it three and a half I again I think this was a fine episode I you know it's it's not it it's not one of those episodes you know that we complain about sometimes where it's just like oh nothing's going on I think it it did a good job advancing the story. It did one of those things that we talked to over the history of, of both shows, specifically the, the main show that we've talked about is when they take the time and they focus on a couple characters instead of the large group. And then everybody kind of gets short shrifted. I mean, granted there's times when, when that type of story is telling is needed and it's fine, but I kind of like when they're able to peel away and just, and just really get into to character moments. And so I, again, this back half of the season continues that trend. Um, and I think it did well. I th- and like I mentioned at the beginning, I think for this being Coleman Domingo's first television directorial performance, I, th- I think he did a bang up job. I mean, it mm-hmm. had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I caught the, the very beginning of, of the talking dead and, you know, he even mentioned it, you know, there was stunts, there's special effects, there was a car chase, you know, and again, that's, that's pretty complicated stuff. I would think even for a fairly seasoned director. So yeah. to allow him to put his toe in that water to to do that for uh, for the show, I think is is great. So, um, you know, hopefully this is, you know, the first of, of more to come for him and he's able to to do some more if 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 that's what he wants to do. So, right. uh, yeah, I think it was just a, a fair average episode. And, and I don't think th- three and a half may seem a little low, but but again, I, I don't think everything has to be either. Um, you know, crap or perfect. You know, sometimes it's it's you can just have a good episode and, and right. that's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with you because uh, three and a half is where I'm landing on this as well. Um, you know, 
and like I said, the first time watching through it, I was not paying as close of attention. But one of the things that got really old in the parent show to me, and even some of the points in the earlier seasons of this show, um, is that when they do the, the, the separation where the group gets separated and things like that, um, you know, I, I, it goes all the way back to the whole Sophia in season two of the parent show. It's just like they break up the monotony of it with like crazy action or there's just some weird, you know, just things that don't really fit very well together. Um, and the difference between that and what we had in this episode was that, like you said, Russ, there were good character moments, but it wasn't just a onesie-twosie. It's like the whole episode was just advancing all of our characters that were on screen. I mean, we didn't even have Wendell and Sarah on screen for very long, but even in that time, we learned more about them as characters, as siblings. Uh, how? Still not sure what the dynamic is there, but I think it's awesome. Um, you know, and... I was really kind of digging that, you know, June tried to turn that guy around, didn't work, but then later gets him turned around, going to bring him part of the group. And I'm like, all right, cool. Another new character. But uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, nope. You know, there there's just a lot of questions that come to mind after this episode aired. And that's a great episode of television. When I have so many questions of what the hell is going on, and we only have, what, four more episodes this season? Something like that? Yeah, so, four. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm excited for the next four episodes because, you know, at this point, we just feel kind of like, um, you know, everything is in disarray. We're starting to see a little bit of hope, but, you know, it's still very much who's this crazy woman what is she doing to the water why does she treat walkers like pets why is she writing on them you know just so many things that i want to know and for that that means that i had a good entertaining tv show and so yeah three and a half um it could be higher um but you know it still was kind of like a bridge show it's bridging us from you know one point the point of everybody being scattered to hopefully next week we're going to get to where they're back together. Although it looks like next week might just be a Dory and uh, Strand episode. So I don't know. Yeah. So maybe the week after that, that we get the group back together, but it seems like we're bridging to that with this episode. So I thought it was fine. And so, yeah, three and a half Toby's for me, but Daryl, who cares what what we think, right? Let's talk about what the listeners think. Um, we'll head over here to the Facebook group. Um, you can find it, The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Um, ask to join the group. We have lots of fun on there every week. You can leave your, uh, your Toby ratings or your Buster ratings when we get to the parent show um, in, what, four or five weeks. Um, so uh, with that, um, let's go ahead and read through these. So we'll just take turns. I'll, head, I'll go first. Um, so DeRay Irving, Irvin says, Five Coleman Domingos directing awards out of five. Seriously, this episode was pure gold to me. Uh, there were things I did not love. Example, Al, girl, if you, if you carried your stories in a backpack, maybe you wouldn't have so much anxiety. Um, 
although I am sorry that creepy lady contaminated your water and you're sick now, get well soon. So see, even she thought that's what got Al sick. Um, yeah, that may, I, you know, that it's funny over the course of us recording, I've th- thought about it and I was like, yeah, maybe I guess they could were, be the case. Yeah. yeah. Cause they were further back than the, you know, they were trying to, cause she said they're 50 miles away. So yeah, I think crazy right. lady was actually closer. So that, that, yeah, that would, uh, and, that would uh, make sense. yeah, it does make sense. She's trying to make them sick. Although June didn't get sick. So did yeah, they but, not I mean, drink that water? Well, but he could have. I mean, you know, for one thing, June was a nurse. So she's probably built up good, you know, um, antibodies and stuff from being around. But you would think, though, like that water would smell really bad, right? You would think that you. It looks funky. Maybe she's just trying to contaminate it, not so that she that people would drink it. So you can't drink it. But just that people would think, oh, here's my oh, I can't drink this. Because there's no way you would not smell that water. Like, water is water, right? You yeah. can't. There's no. Well, even looking no, at it, what she yeah. was putting in that bottle was not clear. No. Was not clear. I just don't see people just 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 opening that thing up and just pouring it down your throat, right? Without Yeah, but when you've been it. without water for a while, you're not thinking straight. So. But they're in that. But that wasn't their case. No, though. not that's what not I'm saying. this case. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like there, there wasn't. There, I just don't see Al just like just taking that, just chugging it down. They were not in a a desperate uh, situation yeah. where she had to drink whatever was in that thing. They had some sort of supplies. They did have some. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I just, I just that's what seems so far fetched for me to do that. Like I, I just don't see anybody drinking it like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was odd too, but I that was what I thought was that made her sick. But it could be anything. So, finishing DeRay's comment. So overall, I thought this episode not only looked very cool cin- cinematography wise, I felt the performances from every actor felt more genuine. The opening scene alone was better than some full episodes altogether of past seasons. This season is in a totally new and better wheelhouse. Um, And of course, the twins did not disappoint in bringing a sliver of humor into a very dark world. You got the next one there, Russ? Uh, Yeah, um, this is uh, Brett Jones. uh, Two out of five spinning wheels out of uh, 2.5 spinning wheels out of five. A fine episode, I guess. Uh, if the videos were so important, Al would have had them in her pack. I get it. That truck is the ultimate zombie survival vehicle. But come on, man. Be smarter. <laughs> uh, after The Walking Dead spent so many episodes of our group splintering off for stupid reasons and then spending... Uh, and then... Uh, where am I at? Why did I lose it? What happened? My bad. Sorry about that. This is why Jim does it and not me. <laughs> um, and spending episode after spending episode searching for each other. I just don't have a desire to watch that play out over here. I want to see their journey to Virginia. I want to see them uh, become a team, how they work as a team. I hope we get it for for the next year. Are we going to get them going to Virginia, though? I mean, no. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. either. I mean, at, at that point, if the two groups meet up, then what's the point of two shows, right? Exactly. exactly. Well, and yeah. and uh, and the uh, the parent shows doing it doing a what a two year time jump for the season nine something like that. So eighteen it, months. Okay, so I mean, 
yeah, they caught a time jump up with fear, but now they're going further out with that one. So, all right. Russ, you got the next one? Robert Nigro, three and a half Bizarro Michonne villain ladies out of five. I was wondering what was bothering me about this episode because I like all the acting, etc. And Brent Jones nailed it. That's what bothered me. Feels like they're just wasting, uh, wasting season time on a show full of great actors who really need something better to do, because of uh, uh, because of other because of, other than hunting for each other, etc. Looks like not much is driving the story forward. All they have is that bizarro Michonne villain lady. People looking for each other yet again is just stuff happening and not really a plot arc. Um, I think we, we touched on a little bit, uh, and then Brent Jones chimed in and said, fear of the walking dead has been gimpled. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. we, we touched on a little bit. I, I disagree slightly. I think because these are new characters that we've just gotten this season for, for the majority. Uh, I think we're, these episodes give us some time to get to know them, to, yeah. to kind of understand what they are. I, I mean, I get, you can make the argument that, oh, they're separated and we're getting back together. But, I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what this show, what the p- premise is. And even in the comics, you know, it's about, you know, new people coming in, old people leaving. Um, you know, and, and it's it's at its core, it's about human interaction and, you know, that struggle more so than anything. Whoa, what's that? What is that? <laughs> it's me. Oh, oh okay. Jim. Space Hello. Aliens. Yeah, that's me. I'm a space alien. You figured me out. <laughs> so, Mr. Jim Dietz is joining us as we're reading the Facebook comments. Oh, great. Did you guys uh, talk about Bizarro Michonne? That's actually <laughs> yes. the one that yes. was just read. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, it was funny. I was thinking the same thing, and then I read it in the comments. I'm like, wow, great minds think alike. Yeah. I really don't like her at all. All right, um, so Richard Cherry Chopper Charrington says 4.5 badass creepy Michonne from a parallel world out of 5. Another great episode. I was worried the second half of the season would take a dip in form, uh, but how wrong was I? The casting has been spot on, and I'm really liking the new additions to the story. Oh, Jim? Yes? You know what they want. What do they want? You know they what want it is. you to read it. You know. Do what I know? It is. Do I know what it is? You okay. know what it is. You know what All right. Pass the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the mic. We got a few more of these. Uh, Johnny Store writes in four. Even in the zombie apocalypse, take your keys and lock your doors out of five. Pretty good episode. I liked it. Did Al get sick from the water she was drinking? The the dirty lady tainted it. What was she doing to that water? Coleman directed, did a great job. Also, when June need the walker in the stomach getting out of the car, she missed, she completely missed by a foot. Haha. And then Dre <laughs> Urban uh, chimed in that, yeah, I think that is why she got sick. It just looked like she was add, adding gross puddle waters to the bottles. Yeah, she's no, no mas, or uh, uh, no bueno. No. Don't well, like her. before you uh, joined us, Jim, we were kind of debating back and forth. Was that what got Al sick, or is that just something else that's going on? What What's your thought? I don't know. I think I, they wouldn't. I don't think they would have showed us that if they didn't want us to make the connection. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was what, what she made uh, sick, and I don't even think it might be a dirty puddle water. I think it might be you know like zombie gunk. 
Well, but, I was thinking that earlier too, but we, as we learned from Dr. Jennings in season one of the parent show, we're all already infected. So right. what would but, tainted water do? But well, crazy, it, crazy, dirty Michonne lady doesn't know that. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's, I mean, there's all kinds of bacteria and everything right. else. I mean, you can still get sick. Yeah, you can yeah, still get sick. I mean, yeah. it's it's not the virus. It's the you would get right. the fact that you know de- decaying flesh sitting outside. Yeah, you know, just like meat, right? Like you won't right. get sick eating meat, but leave mm-hmm. it out sitting on a counter for two hours and yeah, go to Seven yeah. Eleven on a Sunday and then <laughs> get one of those dogs. get one of those roller dogs. Yeah, get that uh, that dog. Different. You don't want you don't want that. It's bad. No bueno. Uh, Susan Monk wrote in five fake mile markers out of five. I'm off the ledge and had had some anger management this week. It was a good episode, but not enough Dillahunk. Yeah. <laughs> not not enough Domingo, although great job directing. Uh, June and Al make a pretty good team uh, too. And then finally, David B. the third. Four Morgans carrying this season out of five. This episode kept my finish from start to finish. Thanks, show walkers. And I'm sorry I was late, but my kids have had a hype weekend, so I had to <laughs> calm them down. So, what's your Buster rating for the show, Jim? Or I your, this... your 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 uh, Toby Toby rating? Sorry, my Toby rating. Please <laughs> don't uh, get it right. I know you are you are the OG of the show, Rob. I you know. know you think when I were here at day one. I mean, <laughs> we can't get it straight. You expect the listeners to? I'm just kidding. Uh, I give it like a three seven five. It was it was decent. I I really don't like Dirty Lady, at all. I don't like I don't like her, so I think that's why it took away from me uh, some. But I thought Coleman doing good did a pretty good job directing. I, I wish I hope they let the rest of the cast maybe take a shot with some episodes in, uh, directing in the future. And um, I don't know. I I I really want to I really want to see more of the backstory of Al. You know, I do too. Like, yeah. I mean, they keep alluding to it, and they keep alluding to it, and then they really haven't, you know, they keep dropping little hints here and there, you know, like, oh, I was doing this before everything went to crap, and, you know, stuff like that. I really would like a little more depth of the backstory. But, I mean, it's cool. I like what's going on. So I'll give it a 375. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm still of the theory that there's some kind of bombshell on one of those tapes or something. I don't know. Doesn't have to be, but that's what I'm thinking. That Because there mm-hmm. is definitely more to her than we know, and I want to peel back the layers. Exactly. They keep And they keep alluding to it, too. You know, they keep, you know, the, the, the one tape that said, what, the lake or, or whatever it was. And the lake, keep, the pit, the bog, something like that. Pit, I don't, yeah, I don't the pit remember the what bog it was. Or something, the swamp. They keep making allusions to it, and I would like them. They don't have to fully pay it off, but at least give us. I, I would like to see a little more something than, than yeah. what we have. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jim. <laughs> sorry, dudes. I did oh, the best no, I could. Totally mm-hmm. understood, oh, man. That's all right. Memor- or, uh, Labor Day and 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 young kids. I'm I'm imagining you were cooking out and swimming and doing all kinds of things. Uh, my kids were swimming today. They went to a county fair today. They went to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday. Uh, they hit, we, had a, we had a play date last night uh, at our friend's house, and uh, with who had drums and musical instruments, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry I was so late, but it's the best I could do. My kids had a wound up weekend, and they really liked it. So. Better late than never. So, mm-hmm. um, so wrapping up, Jim, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you? 
Uh, well, I'm on the DC All Stars or DC Comics All Stars podcast, uh, which was what the DC TV podcast morphed into and being hosted by Rich, who hosted this show tonight. Uh, it's on hhwlod.com. We just recorded episode 300 of Nothing's On. 300. Uh, with- yeah, we all dressed as Spartans and we kicked a dude into a well. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We totally did. That's how we we, we celebrated with all of our friend, our, all of our celebrity friends came by. Uh, yeah, perverted, perverted Stephen Hawking and uh, stoned Harrison Ford and uh, who else? <laughs> white White Morgan Freeman was there. It was great. Uh, but yeah, that just went up. I think today. Uh, so if you want to, you know, catch it, we we talked a lot about in the new, uh, you know, the, the new season of TV and a lot of other stuff going on. A lot of stuff we watched this week. Uh, so nothing's on 300 with uh, Daryl and Donnie, and uh, congratulations, Daryl, we made it. Uh, also, you can catch me at oldmagicgaming.com. We uh, have a, a live-action RPG uh, game that we play, like D&D, and then we take that game, we cut it down uh, to like about an hour or so, then we add soundtrack and sound effects and voice modulation, we make it more like an old radio show, uh, kind of theater of the mind situation. And it's been uh, very popular. We've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of downloads, a lot of good feedback from it. Uh, you can check that out at uh, oldmagicgaming.com. All right, Daryl? Uh, yeah, you can, uh, again, check us out uh, on Nothing's On. We got uh, Gotham by Geeks coming up uh this week uh, we got to record it uh, tomorrow um so check us out with that uh and uh we got a bunch of other shows on the network like double page spread and uh uh you know star wars conversations and go check yourself we just celebrated uh, episode 50 with that one and uh we we take star trek and match game and we combine it for something that I don't even know what it is. Um, but just listen to it and check it out. Uh, you, you, on the Just check out the Taylor Network uh, if you want to hear all the uh, check out all the podcasts that are on the network. You just go to the Taylor Network feed and check it out there. And you can follow me on the Twitters at the voice 123. Alright. Russ? Uh, HHWLOD.com uh, where you can check out the show as well as it's all connected, which I think uh, this week we'll be doing a catch-up episode of that, um, and the aforementioned Gotham by Geeks, as Mr. Taylor mentioned. All right, you can find me like uh, Jim was saying, uh, the DC All Stars Comics podcast, um, and as soon as Daryl catches up on Preacher, we're gonna do a retrospective of this last season of Preacher, uh, which was well, awesome. I, I am actually. Oh, you I are yesterday. Yeah, I caught up yesterday. Awesome. So we will be recording that soon. We'll arrange that time here later. Um, you know, and then I'm of course here on the Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, and you can find me on all the socials at chubtoad01. So, when there's no more room in hell and the dead are walking the earth, don't trust every bottle of water you come I was going to say, don't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.